0: We're off. So let's take that breath of love and gratitude together. So deeply grateful and thankful that love is shining in our heart, in our mind, in our activities. That we truly are the love of God, that the light of love is shining in our heart, in our mind. So grateful and thankful to give ourselves this gift of community, healing together, awakening together, deeply grateful, deeply thankful for the love of God showing up as the activities of our life and our heart. We're laying upon the altar all blocks to love and we come together to say bye-bye to the blocks to love. In gratitude, we ripple the benefits out to everyone because we're one with them. We share the same mind. And so we are grateful to work with our mind and to allow spirit to do the heavy lifting. We come together to make it easier, to make it more joyful, to make it more fun. In gratitude, we're getting it done. We let it be. And so it is. Amen.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: Yeah. So uh, we had a week off last week. And uh, anybody have any breakthroughs, ah ahas, breakdowns, anything that they'd like to share before we jump into our curriculum? Anand.
2: (laughs) Yeah, um, well, I I did. I actually had some breakthroughs. Um, uh, During the last prayer power class that I was able to attend – there was a little bit of a, you had asked us to break out in groups and, uh, and think about uh, something that bothered us, and uh, whether it was a belief or a truth. And uh, when I thought about it, what really bothered me was this idea of death. And then as you spoke more about, um, about prayer power, I suddenly had the realization that in order for me to find out the answer to whatever I was searching for, it wasn't that I needed to look around or ask people for it, that because of God or the Holy Spirit, um, I can receive that answer by praying for it. So yeah. that was like a huge a huge breakthrough for me to realize that, you know, all this searching in the outer world was really um, really not going to do it for me and that I didn't have to find it from anybody. I needed to sort of ask for the answer, and I will receive the answer and be sort of patient for how that would occur. So, um, so that's what I did. I started praying about it, and— the funny thing is, from what the as I was led through um, various things, I didn't even think I was being led or anything. But um, I started reading because of my prayer partner. She had been talking about the latest Gary Renard book, when Jesus and Buddha uh, knew each other, and she'd been talking about it. And I happened to see that I was available on this app that I have that gives me free eBooks from my public library. So I have this app. I just randomly decided to see if any of his books were on there, not randomly, but I guess guided. And then I read that book and then I went on to read, uh, disappearance of the universe for the first time. And, um, I was really happy that I did because I sort of, for whatever reason I'd heard about it, but I never really got into it. And, uh, I read it and it sort of answered all of those problems that I had. About death and really gave me a lot of comfort in knowing that these two, uh, ascended masters appeared to Gary in Disappearance of Universe. And so it sort of reaffirmed a lot of the things that I had sort of was denying because of ego identification. You know, even though we talk about eternal, being eternal and all those things, I was buying into the ego's ideas because of ignorance and because of whatever, the ego. So, um, so that was a huge breakthrough for me, is getting back on this path of reading a Course of Miracles and uh, trusting in it again, and and asking for guidance from Holy Spirit every day. So I feel like a renewal of commitment. So I'm very uh, happy about, very happy about that. Yeah.
0: That's beautiful. Yeah. With that that is such a great example, Anand. Of being led and guided and listening. We ask for guidance. We don't always follow it. We don't always feel willing to recognize the guidance, to accept it, and to trust it. And your example is one of really trusting and following through and getting the insight remember I I know you've heard me say many times I love Ernest Holmes quote that the only time that it takes to have a healing is the time that it takes to have a realization Mm. so I'm hearing that you had a desire to have a healing and you had a realization through because of your willingness
2: yeah I I, that realization about um, the fact that first of all that I had this fear You know, it came up and I was sort of denying that I had the fear. And then the second idea, which was that, yes, I can get a solution if I do pray for it. That was a really big one for me because somehow I blocked my mind to believing that I could get an answer about this. And I just wasn't even aware of the fact that I wasn't believing that I could get an answer or that there was an answer. I don't know what it was. There's no, there's really nothing to analyze about it, but, um, but yeah, so that realization that I, I, I should ask for it and that I and I, I will get an answer and be patient about receiving one. Um, and I sort of even forgot about the question, but I still received the answer. And not only did I receive the answer, but uh, the Holy Spirit went way further than that in terms of getting me back into reading A Course in Miracles, back into understanding what the whole sort of uh, conceptual framework is on a much deeper level than I had on my own um, uh, because of the help of these uh, the, 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 the people in the book um, and, and the way the book is presented and everything. So now when I uh, I went back and started reading A Course in Miracles and everything is way clearer for me now than it was before, I feel much more patient with it. And there's a lot of little things where I read it and I, I'm getting, I, I have a quicker answer For what the confusion is in my mind, so I'm just really happy that that breakthrough sort of happened, and that I'm back into the course and and reading it in a new, with a new understanding um, that I had before. So yeah. Yay!
0: Yay. (laughs) Wonderful. So so wonderful. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that with us. Inspiring. I'm just curious for anyone else. Has anyone, uh, who else has read Disappearance of the Universe? All right. So for those of you who haven't, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I really, really do. I just think uh, anybody else want to second that, say a word or two about it? Patricia, you want to do you can always unmute yourself, too. Go ahead. Oh, yeah. For some reason, I can't unmute you.
1: Yeah, I
3: can't quite seem. There, is- I did it. <laughs> okay. Yes, I really like the disappearance of the universe because it was simpler language for me to understand. And yeah. when I first read The Course in Miracles, the first few Chapters were so confusing, and um, I found that the disappearance of the universe really um, uh, made it made it uh, less confusing and more clear. Yeah. May I also share something else? Yes. Um, I have started doing the workbook again, and this one lesson that I was on. 6 it says i'm upset because i see something that is not there and i I've, I've been um doing this lesson for a few days now and i realized that when i talk to my ch- grandchildren when my children i'm projecting onto them my worry my fears my doubts and by s- doing this lesson then i look and see then i i haven't been doing that and i see who they really are and it's um it's such a relief it it i enjoy being with them more because i see who they really are they're they're um they're not the worry that i have or the the fears or you know they they are a child of god so they are fine yeah
0: That's beautiful.
3: Thanks. Yeah.
0: That's... that's, Realizing that, it it just makes such a difference in our lives. It's... it's, uh, It's such a difference between reading that in a book, thinking that's true, and actually... Feeling it, knowing it, recognizing it, believing it.
3: Oh yes. It was like a light bulb went on when I looked at them. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: It's like I think of times with my mom where she might say. I don't think we're going to be able to find parking. And I'd say, I know we'll find parking mom. I'm sure it'll be fine. And she's like, well, I understand that you believe there'll be parking, but you don't know there'll be parking. And I'm like, I actually do know there will be parking. Mom. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. I can feel there's no obstacle. I can feel I'm being cared for. I can feel the way is smooth. Now I might not tell her that, that way, because uh, I wouldn't wish to disrespect my mom. But, you know, with my stepmother, I had an experience with her, I don't know, a couple of years ago, where we were talking about something about reincarnation, or I can't remember, it was a couple of years ago, and I said something like, I believe this and this, and then after a moment i said you know actually i don't believe it i know it i know it i know it's true that this is these are the facts and this is how it is and um you know but with some people i wouldn't be that emphatic about it or that um just straightforward about it because they might take offense they might think that i'm contradicting them i'm not interested in contradicting anybody cuz i'm not interested in making anybody wrong and um and i had a beautiful conversation with my nephew last week um i uh, was taking a break and sometimes what I do when I'm taking a break is I go into the den and I watch like 15 minutes of Stephen Colbert, his monologue and stuff like that. And um, I guess it was a few weeks ago now, seems like last week, but it was a few weeks ago that um I uh, was – in uh, in the den watching Stephen Colbert and he was talking about this was right around you know the uh, probably within a week of <clears throat> this sh- shooting in the school in Miami and he um, and I was a little like I don't know if I should continue with Stephen Colbert with Mikey in the room because he will swear and say some pretty r- Body things sometimes on on a regular basis, but then he had um, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand on, and she was talking. Uh, first of all, God bless her. She started a movement in Congress. She declared she saw, she she said, "I'm inviting members of Congress to sign an agreement along with me, a pact, a pact that we will no longer accept any." corporate money no corporate uh, yeah I know wow exactly uh of course including money from the NRA and so uh I don't know how many have joined her since then but I know Cory Booker joined on right away he's from here in New Jersey anyway um so and she was talking about the NRA and how uh politicians are in their pocket and all of these kinds of things and um so uh, Mikey was listening to it, and I first I, I asked him, I said, do you know anything about what's been happening, what happened in the school in Florida? He said, yeah, I know about that. Um, so he was listening to Kirsten Gillibrand, and he said, wow, those people, the NRA, he said, they're bad. They're really bad. That's not right. That's wrong. They sh- They should be shut down and i said i said well you know mikey i understand exactly what you're saying and uh, i'm not going to say that's not right or what you're saying but here's a helpful tool that i've learned that if if i make people wrong and bad and i say they're wrong and bad they're not going to listen to me anymore they're not going to want to hear anything i have to say i said so let's say you're you're doing you know you're playing minecraft on your ipad and i say you know what That's wrong, what you're doing. That is wrong. That's not good for you. That's bad. And you should stop that. That is really bad. How are you going to feel? You know, and he agreed. He would feel defensive. He wouldn't want to talk with me about it. He wouldn't want to listen anymore. I said, but if I say to you, you know, I I wonder, um, what are the repercussions of doing that? Do you have any idea? Do you know anything about that? You know, here's how I feel about it. And without saying wrong or bad, I say, then people are more likely to listen. I said, so I've learned that instead of wrong or bad, I like to say that things are loving or unloving, kind or not kind. And it's in terms of how I feel. So it feels unloving to me. Not that it is unloving necessarily, but that 's how it feels to me, and that opens the room for people to say how they feel without making them wrong uh, and there 's and i didn 't say this to him, but there have been times when people when i 've said in a conversation with people and they 've i 've said, you know um, I feel like this would be the 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 thing." that would be best for me to do and they'd say no that's a terrible idea we're not doing that and I or they say no you're wrong and I'd say I'm not really wrong about how I feel you know how I feel you may not like how I feel you may think I'm deluded about how I feel but I'm pretty sure it's how I feel. So you, you can say I'm wrong for how I feel, but it is how I feel. I'm just telling you how I feel. And it especially in conversations with people where there's a heated, you know, really um, intense difference of opinion, just saying how we feel, uh, can really be the thing that allows a conversation to happen instead of a shutdown, instead of a standoff. So I'm just just sharing that. Um, uh, so all of that from Patricia's shift in her mind. A shift in the mind is priceless because the truth is what sets us free. And it's such a great demonstration, Patricia, of uh, the freedom that comes with aligning with the truth. It's really, really beautiful.
1: Anybody
4: else like to share something before we move on? Maggie? Hi there. I'm just first of all, just happy to be here. Yeah. I don't know if I'll be able to stay the whole uh call. Henry's at a friend's house and I'm not sure when they want me to get him. But I'm glad to be here. Um and I wanted to share two 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 things. One was I um facilitated a community call for the first time on Monday and um I really enjoyed it. So I um I was pleasantly surprised by how much I've learned from just being in class with you you know, over the years of helping people feel heard, and, you know, keeping the conversation going, but, you know, so I just wanted to share that, um, and I also wanted to share kind of following up on what Anand was saying, and something we talked about in the year two call last night about, I'm trying to remember exactly how you said it, um, Jennifer, but, you know, just sort of admitting it, admitting how we feel, instead of, um, saying, you know, well, I'm love and light, so I don't, I'm not feeling this. It's like, well, I, I am love and light, and I'm feeling this. <laughs> it, it, that is what I'm feeling. Yeah. And um, I've been asked by a good friend of mine, one of my best friends, her cousin's daughter is four years old, and has been diagnosed with uh, leukemia last week. And um, my friend asked me to write a song for the little girl. And I instantly felt, yes, of course. Um, And then I've been really struggling with it because so much of how I um, write music, it's kind of how I pray and I really kind of sink in with that person in order to connect with their higher self with my higher self. And then that's kind of where the prayer as a song comes from. And I did not want to resonate with a child getting cancer as a mother of a six year old. I was so resistant. I mean, just, nothing was coming through and I just felt horrible. And then with all this Parkland stuff, it's just been a little overwhelming. Um, So I took your advice and last night I just said, well, it just admit it. I don't want to write this song. I'm scared to write this song. It doesn't make any sense. I'm afraid my child's going to get cancer if I write this song. I'm afraid of it. And and there, you know, there it is. And then I had this really amazing experience where I was sort of writing this out, and I, and I remembered that how I pray is by connecting with someone's Higher self, and that that's, and that when I pray for someone, I heal along with them, you know, and that I don't have to be afraid of healing. And I just, I just sort of became still, and it was a very powerful experience, but I felt, I felt myself join with her higher self. I actually felt it it was a, a it was a a very um a powerful prayer experience more than I sometimes feel i very much felt it and um and then I was a lot less afraid and then I went to bed and then I woke up this morning, and the song started coming to me and it was just it was a little bit intense, but it was also amazing and um you know, I feel very grateful for my willingness to um, to not just shut down because that every fiber of my being did not did not even want to think about this much less. Resonate with it. So it was a powerful reminder to me about the power of prayer and about the power of Admitting it admitting how Accept surrender not surrendering to how we feel but sort of surrendering and accepting in that moment that that's how we feel so that we can kind of move through it because otherwise for me if I'm resisting it, then it's really running me, you know? Yes. So that, that was powerful for me. Cause I've just felt this uneasiness lately. I've just been kind of what honor was saying. I've just been afraid of death everywhere. I just feel like my parents are getting old. My cat's getting old. <laughs> you know, there's this parkland stuff. The thing you mentioned last night about the baby, it just feels everywhere. So I do feel that, that, is a healing opportunity for me too. And I'm glad that I can look at it that way now. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that with you guys.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that, Maggie, because it's such a testimony to how valuable it is to feel our feelings and thank you for your willingness to share your heart and your tenderness and your feelings with us. It's um, of course, that's a big part of what we're about here in masterful living is being able to feel what we feel and think what we think and say what we need to say. And that every single one of us, myself included is moving through stuff. Not a one of us that's not. And being able to just witness each other is part of our healing. It's a big part of our healing. And so uh, I have found many times that it's deeply healing for me to say, like I was talking about last night with my friends when their son died, that, Chris said, You know, this is too much God this is not okay, this is not okay i'm I can't handle this. this is way too
1: much um
0: and you know we we might intellectually believe that God's not going to give us more than we can handle, but there's we're all still also healing that belief that we're being punished." We really are. There's just a sense of um, when things don't go well, people just go right to, I'm being punished. It's really strong. It's really, really strong. And being able to just say, I don't want to do this, I don't feel good, and allowing that to be. You know, it, it helps us to move so much more quickly to the place of flow and freedom is just to, you know, be able to say, I am feeling this way now, I'm feeling stuck, feeling resistant, I'm feeling angry, I'm feeling hatred, whatever it might be in that moment. And, and I've, I've seen teachings of the spiritual masters who say it's far more, um, helpful to be able to throw an absolute conniption fit than it is to do a slow, long burn. You know, get it out, get it over with. And uh, look how quickly you move to the other side once you just admitted how you felt. Yeah. You know, I'm going to take this opportunity, and I'm just going to invite us all to turn within here
1: and see,
0: is there something that maybe you don't even know what it is, but of course spirit does. You've been holding on to at arm's length or deep down that you don't feel comfortable yet. You don't want to admit it. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want to look about at it or think about it because it's overwhelming, it's too much. Is there something that just sits there in the background maybe? Or maybe it's like um, a wild animal in a box that just every now and then it makes sounds or noises and you know it's there. Is there some thing that you're in denial of or in uh, sublimating, that we could just speak it out and bring it to the light. And I'm going to do this in a breakout. We're going to go to a, a breakout. All right, so what what
1: did you gather? What did you learn? Anybody? discover anything? Come. Um,
5: well, I don't know about discovering anything particularly, but I think between the three of us, we kind of, it seems like we're more or less uh, in agreement that we're in a process at this time and with the Course in Miracles and what's going on in our lives that understanding is it takes a step back, and faith has a major role to play in that, in, in, in our you know, situations and what we're going through. That um, always understanding what's going on is not necessarily going to bring the, the, the happiness and the joy, but the, the willingness, like Maggie did, demonstrated, and
1: the faith will be very helpful. Thank you, Kareem. Anybody make any decisions?
0: Any decisions about your willingness going forward on it?
2: Uh, well, uh, basically, uh, I was in Kareem's group. So, uh, what we were, what I was talking about and it kind of, it, when when I was uh, doing thinking about it, uh, with my eyes closed, uh, I kept coming up with this uh, um, this idea, the feeling of sort of helplessness or powerlessness. And uh, in that feeling, I was recognizing that a large reason I was feeling that was because it's become, the more I, the more I read about it, the more I have confronted with this idea that I really don't understand anything coming from the ego, that the ego just cannot, the ego by nature cannot understand anything at all. And so now that I'm like fully convinced, I'm not, I, I'm fully convinced by reading from the people I trust that this is so. That I can't really understand anything. That um that that leads to the feeling of fear, anxiety, powerlessness, um helplessness, and that's that feeling. But as soon as I sit with it and I just the decision that I'm making is and I automatically did it when I was thinking about it, which snapped me out of it completely was just um, that basically that, uh, that those thoughts aren't true, you know, that they're, they're not true. And I just have to remind myself over and over again, like repetition is important. And I think before I used to think, well, Hey, I should just remember what the truth is. But um, now I'm remembering now that I have to remind myself of that actively. I have to make that decision to read things that are about the truth, to remind myself that, no, I am eternal. No, I don't understand anything now. I don't have to understand. All I need to do is forgive. And when I remind myself of that deliberately, I snap out of it. So I have to, that's the decision basically, is to, even though I may not understand everything right now at this level, that on some level I do and I I need to remind myself of these things that I have read and I believe in, because automatically when I remind myself of those things, I snap out of it. So it must be true on some level. You know?
0: Beautiful. That is beautiful. Rand, you want to follow up on that?
6: Not necessarily follow up, mm-hmm. but I wanted to talk about you know, your original question. Of, 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 what we learned in the experience. Um, I, I'm sort of dealing with a situation where, you know, I'd been in remission for 28 years and came out of it and uh, the treatment's not going very well. And uh, I will be trying some new treatments, but my wife is of the, of the beliefs that we need to prepare that I'm going to die. And so she's consulting with people, hospice people and things like that. And, but when I consult with my spirits, that's not my story. It's not yet time that that we all die. Of course, I'm not, you know, disputing that, that thing, but, um, and I'm I'm totally willing to make those preparations she wishes to do. Uh, but you know, you came back to what am I denying and, and this is the area that you know that uh, we are having that discussion in right now. And uh it's a little 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 heavy for most people. I understand. <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, I was not getting that, the feeling that she was that, uh, you know, she's consulting with, you know, she's got a fist priest she's working with now and she's working with, uh, you know, a hospice person. And it's, it's like, uh, that's not my story right now. It's, it's, uh, it doesn't feel like my story right now at all and uh but once again i have to let that go and keep following what guidance i'm being given and keep on this path of truth but uh yeah that's that's a, I just wanted to share that and uh it's a biggie i know it's heavy but um uh that is the the, the truth that i wish to share
0: How are you feeling about it, Rand?
6: Well, uh, I have dealt, like I say, 28 years ago, I was in the same boat, and I did not have the tools I have now. Now, I have the whole company of heaven working with me. I have prayer partners. I have new understandings of things, and I just... I'm fine. Yesterday I had a spinal tap done. I had no pain, absolutely, you know, something that's usually extraordinarily painful. Uh, I didn't have any pain at all.
0: Beautiful.
6: And the lesson we had today, we did the lesson, I think it was 190 from the Course in Miracles, that it's all about no pains, what it's all about.
0: Pain is the wrong perspective.
6: Pain is the wrong perspective, exactly. So um uh, yeah, that was uh that was very apropos <laughs> got the right lesson today.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, so let that be an affirmation to you that you are cultivating that right minded perspective.
6: Thank you. Thank you very much.
0: And, and we pray for you and Christy. Thank you. You know, many times our loved ones are more fearful for us than we are.
6: Yes. Um, I, I think my uh, spouse's fearful for herself in many respects. It's like, you know, where do I go when he's gone? Right. How does that work? And uh, I think that's what she feels. And Mm -hmm. uh, I hope this will be an opportunity for her to learn trust and faith, you know, Mm -hmm. to know that indeed, you know, we walk with God all the time.
0: All the time.
6: And, uh, maybe this is an opportunity for her to learn, learn that lesson.
0: Yeah. Well, clearly you are each other's teachers in so many ways.
6: Uh, Big time. (laughs) Totally a big time. Yeah. Thank you.
0: I really appreciate your sharing, Rand. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, um, does anybody have anything else that they'd they'd like to share, Car- Carla?
7: Yeah, I don't want to. It's really easy for me to let you complete the class or move on to something else. But I do know that's my pattern. That's what I do in my other my rest of my life. I'll, oftentimes but i can't do that when i'm in a class and so i know that everything is that's it's the it's shirt it's not sure that that uh, angela made for me is every thinking thing is helpful <laughs> <laughs> and she sent this to me is it i know this is helpful because um and not, when we had to think, talk last week, he talked about death. I'm like, like I'm not the fear of death. And I'm like, oh, I'm not. And, but I'm realizing, and then Rand talked a little bit, and everybody talks about it in their own way, but it's resonating for me that I realized yesterday I went to the VA and, um, she said four little innocent words and how I give them the meaning and it really set me off on a tailspin. And the four words were, are you still driving? You know? And I took it like, I shouldn't be driving. There'll be a time when I won't be driving. And what am I going to do when that happens? I just, I went this whole friggin' movie, right? And I forgot two counseling sessions because I was in this tailspin. And I don't know what I'm even talking about now. <laughs> except I wanted to let it go because I'm realizing that I'm realizing, when Megan and I are talking how much I am allowing my thoughts about the ataxia limit my world because I have ideas because stuff comes to me, not all the time, but pretty common that I tell myself it's not possible because I see myself at this different viewpoint, this limited creature or something, being, I don't know what you want to call it, but and that's what I'm I'm seeing myself as, and I really want to be complete with that, or at least I want to be healing that actively in my life. In my awareness, in my thoughts, in my choosing,
1: in my choices. Because that's, yeah, rain.
0: Got it, Rand.
6: Thank you. I just wanted to say, be careful of internalizing what doctors say. Uh, 28 years ago, I went to rehab for, oh, I don't know, might've been eight weeks, and I left rehab in a wheelchair, and the doctors told me I would never walk again. Six months later, I was walking and never stopped walking. (laughs) So, The key here is, yeah, they, you know, they don't have the, the whole story and, uh, I don't internalize what they, what is said. You know, you have to go to that internal, know, knowing of what, what's going to happen. Or, and, uh, and I had, even then I had the sense to know, yeah, I'm going to be walking and I told him that. <laughs> so just want to remind when dealing with physicians that that they don't have the whole story.
7: Thank you. That's a good reminder. But what I'm realizing is sometimes we take on stuff. I I do, and I don't even realize I'm doing it until it invades so much of my life. And that's what I'm bringing up because I want to. I've been stuffing it down because I want to deal with it, you know, Yeah, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying now. Mm
1: -hmm.
7: That's that's I'm willing. I'm never gonna stop being willing. I may resist for a minute or a day or whatever it looks like. I don't really care. Mm. That's what I wanna say.
1: Thanks. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Carla. It's so valuable and so important to say how we feel. It's deeply healing just to even allow ourselves to recognize how we feel. Just to recognize it. This is how I feel. This is what's going on for me. That in and of itself can be Deeply deeply healing and so and and the other thing the point that uh, Rand made is absolutely essential for us to understand because uh, about um, doctors just don't know uh, and and there also are very much ruled by their insurance companies. So some of you may have um, experiences uh, like I had with my mother. You may have heard me tell the story about when her oncologist said to her that he was recommending a course of chemotherapy, for her even though he thought it was more likely to hurt her and even kill her than to help her. More likely to hurt her and even kill her than to help her, but he was prescribing it for her. He was recommending it to her. And I asked him directly, I said, are you doing that because of your insurance, your malpractice insurance, that you can't recommend nothing. And he looked me in the eye and said, I think you understand the situation.
1: My parents denied that they
0: heard that exchange, though they were sitting right there. And there was no distraction. And my mother tried one course of chemo, and she decided I'd rather die than do another
1: one. So we have to make God the
0: only authority, however that looks. But, you know, we, we can heal through all kinds of things, you know. Uh, a friend of mine worked for the uh, a huge pharmaceutical company, and he said that all their research, and they did a lot of it, said that um, placebos were extremely effective.
1: So we must
0: rely upon God. And, of course, God is in every doctor, every medical professional. But if they're not listening to their higher self, they may not be helpful to you. And this is one of the hardest lessons of my life is trusting someone else's ego is not a good idea for me. And I've had to learn that in very difficult ways, that trusting other people's egos is not a good idea. I put my trust in God and that God works for everyone, but... Some people are so aligned with their ego that they, I can't trust them.
1: Challenging lessons for us.
0: But we can be divinely guided and recognize that no prognosis or diagnosis has any power over us because there is only one power. And it is the power of love. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I I would like to do one more thing in our class today. And thank you, Carla, for sharing how you feel. We can hold you in prayer. We're holding Rand and Christy and each one of us. So I'd like to look at the big rocks from your New Year's Reboot worksheet. We showed the video. You've seen the video. Did Who did their big
1: rocks? Some
0: of you have. Some of you haven't. Well, I'm going to add some, some uh, things to the big rocks. And if you've been in some of the other classes, you may have um, – done this too as we did it in year two um and we did it in ascension pathway
1: so um i'm going to invite you to and you can do
0: this turning within i'm going to invite you to consider If you've put in with your big rocks the thing that's most fulfilling for you. Because sometimes there's what's most important to us in a mental, egotistical way or even an emotional way. But we leave off the things that are most fulfilling for us. So have you included that which is most fulfilling for you? Is it... Something that you're making time for, that you're making room for.
1: So, what is what is most fulfilling for you? Let's identify that big rock if you if you haven't already.
0: And is there a big rock that's not actually a part of your life right now? But you'd like it to be. It's something that you'd like to call forth into your experience. And you'd like to dedicate some room to it. Because sometimes that's the most effective way to call it forth and bring it into your experience is to make it a big rock and start making time for it even before it appears. This can be a very effective way to call in a relationship or a job or uh, a child, all kinds of things. So is there something, a big rock that you'd like to have in your life that maybe you didn't include it in your big rocks because it's not there yet and Will you, will you add energizing it and calling it forth as a big rock in order to bring it into your
1: experience? Another one
0: is, are there any big rocks that maybe they're on your list, maybe they're not, uh, but the way that you experience them in your life, they're important, an important part of your life, but it's a big energy drain. It's not adding more life to your life. It's a big energy drain. and perhaps this year making it a, a making the transformation of that energy drain the big rock maybe making the transformation of that energy drain the big rock making transformation of whatever that thing is
1: the big rock And then similar to that,
0: is there something that's a real challenge in your life? Like from the activation session that you'd really like to see transformed, uh, but you haven't included it as a big rock, the transformation of the challenge. Have you included that as your big rock? the challenge you worked with in your
1: activation session. All right,
0: so we're going to take these things into our breakout and um, we're going to do, I think, mostly pairs in the breakout uh, so that you have enough time and uh, I'm going to give you about five minutes apiece. So here come your breakouts. Uh, Uh, Let's see. Well, I've
4: got two Maggies here. I don't know which one's which. I'll hang up on the phone, Jennifer, now that I'm back from picking up Henry. Okay, great. All right.
0: All right, we're going to have one group of three. I know you can handle it. Um, Let's
1: see.
0: Um, Okay, here we go. I'm going to unmute everyone. We'll take a few minutes here uh, to see. Did anybody have any ahas, any insights that they'd like to share? Any any discoveries?
1: Sue, is that you? Um.
5: Well, what I discovered is um uh the last question about um, uh something that I identified in the uh in the session, um, am I making it a priority in my life? And I discovered yes I am. Um, my uh my goal was to love myself more and um uh, I recently started going back to exercising, and um, and I joined the choir at church, and those are you know pretty big things for me that I you know I've I've loved singing, and um, uh, <laughs> as I've grown older, my voice is is not what it used to be. Uh, and so I have to sing alto instead of soprano <laughs> and I'm finding that very challenging because I've always been able to follow the, the melody line. Um, and um, so, so I'm going to stick with it and I'm going to do it. Um, and, and it's fun. It's fun.
0: That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great realization that, you are working towards your goal in ways that are fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's great. You know, sometimes it's amazing how we aren't there's, there's still areas that we're not really paying attention to. And uh, sometimes I'll realize that I ask the angels to help with something and then they do an amazing job. And I maybe go a couple of days before I realize, oh, my God, I never thank the angels, you know. And um, so, yeah, it's wonderful to uh, have, uh, you know, as part of our class and part of our spiritual practice, the recognition of things that maybe seem to be hiding in plain sight.
5: And that brings up another one for me, too. Um, um, I just, you know... Got into a rut with cooking, especially dinner, and um, and somebody was telling me about Hello Fresh, so I subscribed to that, and it's fun, and it's something my husband and I can do together, um, and um, and I'm learning, I'm actually learning a lot about cooking, doing that, so and it's fun. So, Is it's that
0: delivery service that sends you, yeah,
5: food? online, yeah, and I think I'm gonna try Sunbasket because that's more um organic food,
0: great, that sounds wonderful,
5: so we're eating better,
0: <laughs> I like anything that makes it so I don't have to go to the store. <laughs>
5: Yeah, having it delivered to your front porch is really nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that sounds wonderful. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Anybody else have something they'd like to share? Anand?
2: Hey, yeah, so I was going through my, uh, the big rocks sheet, which took me a long time to find because it was hidden in my computer somewhere. But, uh, my big rocks really, um, weren't, didn't take the shape of any sort of form as such, like actual things that I wanted to do, but they, they were more like, uh, because at the time I couldn't think of anything like that. And so what came to my mind when I was working on it was, uh, like attitudes that I want to focus on. Like I want to actively focus on. And those attitudes were uh, peacefulness, non-judgment, strength, energy, and routine. So I just kind of wanted to see. And, well, and the other thing too that came up was that when I was thinking about it, when I was being honest with myself about what it is that I want, another thing that came up was that I would like to have uh, material wealth um, that both financial freedom, like in terms of actually having enough money to do whatever I wanted, and uh, as well as the mental capacity to enjoy it and feel abundant as well. So that was sort of that's, – that's just hung around my mind for a long time. Um, but a part of me says, well, hey, I shouldn't want that um, because, you know, what if I, – I don't know. I don't know how to think about it. A lot of times I'm like, well, just let that go, you know, and just enjoy life focus on these other things and you'll get whatever you want. But, but still, to, to be honest, that still hangs out like, Oh, that'd be really good to, to have that. So I don't know what to think about that, but I just want to at least be honest about it, you know?
0: Well, you, you know, I think one, one of the reasons for doing this exercise at all, and I'm so glad you brought this up on uh, and Sue too, what she brought up and shared because so many times, okay, I'll give you an example. And I, I know we're at time here, um, but uh, I remember many years ago, uh, someone called me for prayer, and uh, they were they had fallen on uh, difficult times. They'd moved back in with their parents, and now they wish to um, move out of their parents' house again and um, have employment that would really support them and and be fulfilling and so i said well what's your prayer work about this already how are you holding it this in your mind already and they said well my prayer work is for a realization of the christ and i said yeah i get that but let's just be clear you can have a realization of the christ while you're living in your parents bedroom you know in your parents house um you know so for me as you well know all my prayer work that i recommend is we're praying for realizations we're praying to remember the truth we're praying to be in the flow of love to be in the flow of insight and wisdom and clarity and and all of that and in this world especially because it's an illusory world um There's nothing that God wants for us. God has already given us everything. And so there's nothing that God wishes for us, wants for us, or needs us to do. It's all about us exploring. That is the purpose of our experience here in this illusory world, is to have an exploration of creation. And so... That's why I love the teachings of Ho'oponopono so much. Is so Hugh Lin is so clear that it's really about releasing everything that's false in our minds, and attaining that zero state, so that we can live an inspired life and and do as of Course Miracles invites us to do, which is to create miracles, to create expressions of pure beauty and perfection, pure wisdom and clarity, pure wholeness and freedom and so but if we don't energize it where it's we're not, it's not that we're doing anything wrong but energizing it is one of the abilities that we have to bring things into our experience of manifestation and so one of the things I see for all of us is we're recovering from feeling so unworthy we hesitate to use the mind of God to bring things into fruition, uh, except for when our ego is doing it selfishly, needing, wanting, craving. But just from the pure play aspect of calling things into being, we haven't quite, a lot of us haven't quite gotten there yet. And then there was that teaching of um the so-called prosperity teaching of um, the secret. But really all that the secret does is it reminds of us that um, all thought produces form at some level. That's really all that the secret does and that we decide what we're thinking. So this is what the Deep Desire of the Heart exercise really taught me is for me to put my attention on what I'd like as part of my training to take my mind off of what I don't like. So, yeah, you're still unmuted there, on so if you need to leave, we're yeah, going we'll to... Lis-
2: yeah, I'll listen to the rest of it on recording because I, I, I want to listen to what you're saying because I, I brought up all this stuff, um, but I'll listen to it on recording if there's any more that you say, but I have to get going, so bye.
0: Bye-bye. So um, yeah, that's just uh, that's one of the biggest things that I see um, for, for uh, most spiritual students is that reluctance to actually energize what they'd like. And so uh, for me, what I I teach in Masterful Living is to replace energizing what you don't like with what you would like. To so do a replacement there. So every time we find ourselves thinking, because my mind was almost entirely focused on what I don't like. I was so super critical and judgmental. I was almost always focused on what I don't want and what I don't like. Jenny, last thoughts, and then we're going to. Yes. Can I ask you just a quick question
8: on what you just said? So I was working a lot with the deep desire of the heart because (laughs) My life is kind of in a transition and um and then i was work i've been working a lot with the forgiveness, and so, like you're saying, I guess it's twofold in the sense of um like uh, um energizing what you would like, but I find that i like the forgiveness letters <clears throat> take quite a bit of energy. And so, but the deep desire of the heart is in the forgiveness letter. And do you feel like that's kind of a way of doing both at the same time? Yeah. 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 I find that helpful and that I can extend the deep desire of the heart in the um, forgiveness letter, I guess, too.
0: Yes. And you can do the deep desire of the heart when you're washing the dishes, you're taking a shower, You're walking down the aisle of the supermarket.
8: Mm. Yep. Good reminder. (laughs) It goes with me wherever I go.
0: Yeah. And I've just learned so well that to, um, just say what I'd like. That's, Mm -hmm. you all might remember my video about the lipstick. You know, for 15 years, I was saying, why can't I find the wrong, right lipstick? What's so hard about finding the perfect lipstick? You know, there's thousands of lipsticks. Why can't I find the one that's perfect? And then one day I realized I'm asking the wrong question. That is not a helpful question. So I started, I just said, really, just one time, I'd like to find the perfect lipstick. And in two weeks I was guided to the perfect lipstick. So Impulsive. Yep. So just really even just saying, you know what I'd like? I'd like this. And for me saying, you know what I'd like, God? I'd like this or or angels, hey heaven, you know what I'd like? I'd like this. And then I'm I'm putting it there on the altar. I don't need to make it happen. I'm allowing it to happen. If it's not for my highest and best, that's okay. Because I don't need it. I'm not craving it. It's just what I'd like. Powerful. Hmm. I invite you all to do that today. Put something out there. You know what I'd like? All right. Thank you, Jenny. Okay. let's pray so grateful so thankful to open ourselves to the unprecedented flow of manifesting manifestation manifesting what we'd like living a life we love living a life we enjoy living a life that feels nurturing and nourishing this is what we are calling for We are partnered up with the higher Holy Spirit self. We're allowing divine beauty and goodness to flow in our heart, in our mind, in our life, in our activities. And we are grateful and thankful to accept it, to allow it, to experience it. And truly, all obstacles fade away. We're choosing life and having it more abundantly. We're choosing to be in the flow of divine goodness. We're choosing to allow ourselves to experience the highest and best and to truly share the benefits with all beings because we are one with them. In a deep abiding gratitude, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Beautiful.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Expansion, it's happening now. Love you all. Bye for now. Love you all. Bye.
1: Jennifer.